Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know, it's super hot to me when my guy comes at the same time that I do. That's right. That's top of the mountain for me. But it rarely happens. And that's because there's an orgasm gap. Women take a little bit longer to come than guys. But that's okay because there is a solution. And that's promescence delay spray. Their delay spray is clinically proven to make you last longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer in bed. And that's because it's not going to totally numb you out and it's not going to transfer to your girl. And for your girl, let her try their warming gel. It is my personal fave. They also sell lube and condoms. They have everything you need for a really hot night of sex. And not only do I recommend Promescent products, 2,000 medical professionals recommend them too. So go get yourself some Promescent. Go to delayspray.com and get everything you need. They have a money-back guarantee. There's free shipping and your package is going to arrive discreetly. So no one's going to know what the F you bought. Thanks, Promescent, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed me yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you haven't followed me on your podcast app, make sure to follow my show. If you're listening on YouTube, subscribe to my show on YouTube. If you want to comment on any of these episodes and get in conversations about the topics, which I love, go to my YouTube channel. My handles on all of my channel now, because YouTube does handles too, is at Strict Anonymous. You can find me at at Strict Anonymous on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's voices as well as everybody's names. You could call me from a fake number. I don't know, need to know like who you really are. I don't look into that information on my guests. I just want to hear your real true story. If you want to be on the show because you have an interesting secret life that you live or just an interesting open life that you live, or you want to just, you have a problem and you want someone to dig deep into it and analyze it and help you. I love doing that. That's like my favorite episodes. <laughs> I give unprofessional advice, but I think I give good advice. You could be on the show. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or go to Instagram or Twitter and DM me there at strictanonymous or 
You could also call, I have an anonymous hotline. You could call and leave an anonymous confession there, or you could just talk about what you want to talk about on the show. It's like kind of like an audition for the show. My anonymous confessions line, which is available 24-7, you could call anytime. I air those on my Patreon. I change everyone's voices as well on those. The number is 347-420-3579. Again, 347-420-3579. Three five seven nine. Now I keep mentioning my Patreon. My Patreon is super fun. I do Q and A's over there where I ask, answer a lot of questions. I uh, post episodes there early and ad free. But the most interesting that goes thing that goes on there, I think, for uh, the five dollar tier is everybody gets anonymous picks of tons of my guests. If you went there now and signed up like you, and I create like this great index that has a link to every single episode with pictures. So you could just like go through the hundreds of them, but you could put bodies to all of the uh, episodes, including a body and kind of a visual for Crimson, who I have on today. Crimson sent me in pics. You were going to be fascinated by Crimson's story. I know I was. Now, a lot of times I, I am f- taping probably like 10 episodes a week. Plus, I have 30 other ones already in the bag. Plus, I have three I'm editing and I have uh, confessions and I have a- a- episodes for my Patreon. And so I'm juggling a lot of people. So a lot of times I just don't really remember who I'm going to be talking to, what their whole backstory is before I get on the phone with her. And uh, that's what happened with Crimson. I just thought she was like a sex worker that got into porn. And it, I forgot and didn't remember that she's 67 years old. And then when she told me that, I was like, oh yeah, now I remember that email. And I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to have her on. And her story is as great as I thought it would be. I mean, here is a woman that lived a vanilla regular life. I mean, she was like married for like 30 years. And at 65, not even at 50. I mean, it's not like she's been doing this 20 years. At 65, she decided to get into the lifestyle and then get into porn. And that's what she is doing. And she does these things because she loves sex. Okay, I was going to say S-E-X, but everyone keeps asking me, why do, you, why do you spell the word sex sometimes? I don't know. It just fucking sounds good. Okay, but she loves sex, all kinds of sex, interracial sex. Her favorite actually is with four guys. Four guys is her fave because she's like that, that guest Casey. She doesn't want to break. She needs a lot of D, okay? So she wants four guys. She likes multiple guys. She likes group sex. Her first experience into the lifestyle was on a cruise. She talks about that in a 10-couple orgy or or 10 people. No, 10 couples. So that's 20 people. So 20 people orgy on the cruise. She talks about, you know, that first cruise she went on, the people she met. She became like the ultimate unicorn in the lifestyle world. Uh, she talks about stigmas in the lifestyle and certain judgmental things that go down in the lifestyle. Uh, she talks about the porn industry, how she got into that, how she also started to do massages. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about her life in there. Like at one point in her life, she lost 200 pounds, like many, many years ago. She like conquered that shit. And you know, she's like pretty hardcore in every area of her life. Uh, her story's super interesting. Like I said, she's a uh, 65 and horny as shit. So, you know, what's going on there? She talks about it. She talks about her uh, lovers on the side, the clients that she meets, 
There's so much in this episode. I feel like, you know, I talked to her a little bit over an hour and I still felt like I had a million questions for her. So maybe I'll have her back on for a girl talk because uh, Crimson has been there, done that. She has an interesting story. It's fascinating that at 65, she decided to change things up. Uh, so I'm going to be, so uh, change things up. If you want to see pics of her, uh, they're on my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash strictly podcast. But anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Crimson. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Crimson. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today, Crimson? I'm fabulous. How are you today, Kathy? I'm good. I like your name because like when I was like, oh, what name are you going to use for the show? You're like Crimson. I'm like, oh, that's great. It's like super slutty. And you're like, yeah, that's my stage name. I'm like, oh, my God, who the fuck are you? I forgot. You are (laughs) in adult entertainment. You're in the lifestyle. I mean, we have a lot to talk about. But tell me what you do in the adult entertainment. Well, I do a variety of things. So I do films. Uh, I have been doing a variety of different kinds of films for different production houses um, and amateur as well as a little bit more professional. But um, I'm looking to get into more of the professional world, although the amateur world right now is very popular. Well, let me tell you, whenever I went to go look at porn, I preferred amateur because I always felt like... You know, the regular porn sometimes was too produced. And if you give me a fucking porn with music playing in the background, I will kill you. Okay. Like there's nothing more distraction distracting than some like romantic weirdo music and smoke. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm yes. just like a voyeur. I want to see real people fucking that actually are enjoying it. Yes. I don't need yes. smoke and mirrors and music. Okay. Like at all. Right. right? And, and I don't want to see a story. Right. I oh, want to see okay. only fucking hardcore porn. <laughs> you want to get right to where the action starts. Yes. Like I say yes. in Dipsy app. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't need any kind of stories. I can make up stories. I don't need a story to watch. I need to get off. So when I watch porn, if I can get off in five seconds, I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. I do find, like mm-hmm. I used to say this, that I do find like my orgasms always felt like they were better when I did take the time to just use my imagination and not use porn, right? Mm-hmm. But what porn is mm-hmm. great for is when you it don't is. have the fucking time and you don't feel like spending 30 minutes using your brain, you know? And at that mm-hmm. point, I don't want to spend 30 minutes watching a lead up, you know what I mean? Just get me to the exactly. action. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's right. <laughs> anyway. In the old days yeah. of uh, taping... Uh, you know, and buying uh, different kinds of media, I used to just fast forward to the good parts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Remember when we, you'd have to do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Okay, wait. Mm-hmm. So, Crimson, tell me your whole story. Like, when did you get into adult films? Like, is that, were you in a lifestyle before and then you got into it? I mean, what's your deal? I did. I was, yeah. And one thing that's important to note is that I'm 67 years old. And so the interesting thing about it is that it took me a long time to really get out of my repressed state, as I like to call it, where I really wasn't myself. I was who, whatever, whoever that somebody I was with wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. So I was married for a total of 30 years monogamously. Um, you know, I've always been very sexual. I've always been had a very high sex drive, much higher than any husband that I've ever had. Yeah. And uh, been criticized. So a lot of criticism, a lot of judgment. From and the guys. So I, 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I learned to repress all of that. And unfortunately, I think a lot of women are in that same position. Um, I do believe that, you know, the old saying about when you get married, there's no more blowjobs. There's this, that, blah, blah, blah. Everybody snickers about it. But I had a therapist at one point who was a family therapist and a marriage counselor. And he said, I see far more women who are very frustrated sexually than men. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. mm -hmm. And I think that's really in the closet, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think that the women who become frustrated and the women who don't let their full personalities out are women who, you know, feel like they've been put down and that society in general has put them down. And that's a difficult thing. It's a very freeing thing when you decide to let all of that go. Mm -hmm. And so it's nice. I really wanted to have some sort of a platform. And I thank you for this, Kathy, is just having a platform to even just start to talk about that because people don't talk about it. You know, back when, you know, 30, 40 years ago, it was not at all, at all popular or acceptable for women to even like porn. Let alone be in club. porn, because that's what you're doing exactly. now. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, that was like right. hardcore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel very lucky because I'm able to um, have a, a brand and all of that kind of thing in the adult world because today people recognize that older people, that's another thing, that older people are sexual. Yeah. And there's lots and lots of men who prefer older women to younger women. And so for me, I, I feel very lucky that I'm alive in this time and that I'm the age I am at this time. Because again, there's such a stigma attached to all of it. Yeah, totally. But wait, so if you're 67 now, when did you go from being this, you know, highly sexualized, but vanilla in a vanilla world, vanilla world. marriage mm-hmm. to getting into the lifestyle and then doing porn? Well, I've been single for probably 10 years now, but... I got into the whole world of the lifestyle and things like that about two and a half, maybe close to three years ago now. Okay. And so it's only been that short of a period of time. And for me, you know, what is really a fun thing is that the lifestyle, uh, first of all, the lifestyle that I went into um, in Florida, which is very prolific in Southeast Florida. And um, the thing is, is it became something where I could let my whole personality out for the first time in my life. Wow. And that is an entirely freeing experience. And so, and I do think for some people, people whose proclivities are close to mine, that um, the lifestyle is sort of a gateway into the adult world. Mm -hmm. So how do we, how can we make money doing this? I mean, that's a, that's something that is, uh, you know, in my mind a lot of times is I, how do I have fun? and make money at the same time. I did that for a long time in the medical industry and until it became not so fun anymore. Mm -hmm. And so now, you know, I want to do something. I have very high energy, probably ADHD, as you're suggesting. (laughs) That I (laughs) am, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm I'm with you. (laughs) So, um, So I got into the lifestyle first and found that, and I tend to jump into everything with both feet. So my first lifestyle activity was a bliss cruise for seven days. Okay. And what went down and on that cruise? Did you go by yourself? Well, no. Oh, no, you can't. You okay. have to go with somebody. It was with somebody I was dating and, okay. at the time. And so 
um, he wanted to go on this cruise. I said, okay, you know, let's go. And it's a, it, it's all lifestyle people. It's all, it's all sexual. It's a, I don't know, 3,500 people on board the boat that were all in the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so it's nonstop sex and parties and, you know, dressing up and, you know, just having a good time. So we, and we did that, you know, I did that for seven days. He wasn't very um, happy about all of that, but, you know, it was a, an opportunity for me to just let everything go. The first thing when we boarded the boat was a big orgy with 10 couples. Oh, my goodness. You did <laughs> just jump into fun. the water. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Just jump right into the deep end. So okay. that was really fun. Um, there were, you know, every night there were different theme parties that we went to, we dressed up for and went to. And um, that was very fun. There's a lot of going back to state rooms and, you know, hookups. There's the pool. Once you're out to sea, you can be naked. Uh, like at the pool and other places around the ship, um, you're not supposed to be naked in the hallways, but their vision of naked is quite different than what normal people would think. What does that so mean? So if I wore a completely see-through top, yeah. Um, as long as I wore that mesh, uh, I'm, that means I'm clothed. I went to dinner in the formal dining room one time, um, and they, everybody else was, it was the last night of the cruise. Everybody else was in, you know, nice clothes that, that day because it wasn't a party that night. And uh, I went naked with body paint. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Oh my God, that's awesome. So that was so, considered dressed up for the, for yeah, the formal yeah, thing? <laughs> yeah, as yeah. long as you're dressed, as long as the, it's covered kind of in some, some sort of way, uh-huh. it's considered, you know, closed. <laughs> wow, so, that's hilarious. And now, but you, so this is two fun. and a half years ago you're doing this, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. now that guy, I just want to know, like, whose decision was it to go on the cruise? Like, like, were you with this guy and he was like, hey, I know about this boat? Like, or were you Googling yeah. this stuff? No, no. He he said, yeah, they have lifestyle cruises. He's a big cruiser anyway. And uh, so they have lifestyle cruises, blah, blah, blah. And I would really like to go with you. And what he didn't, you know, what he didn't tell me, he told, I've never been on a cruise at all. Yeah. Any cruise. Yeah. So um, he, what he did was he explained to me about what, what's entailed with cruising. A lot of it I, I had already known just by word of mouth, but he did not explain to me that what he expected was uh, he had been on other lifestyle cruises and taken women who were not in the lifestyle. So they only wanted to play with him. And that's what he expected that I would do. <laughs> 
And of course, that was not the case. He so didn't realize he, he had hit the jackpot. Happy. And then you were like right. more hardcore than him, like you said. I mean, yes. he wasn't really much more hardcore. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. Although he did install sex swings in all of his houses for me, <laughs> so that was nice. <laughs> oh my god! I've heard that the the community in Florida—that's oh. where everything fucking goes down. So, so you go on this cruise, right. and like every night, it's just a free for all. Now, every day and every night, every day, every day and every night. every day. Yes. Once you're out to sea, it's a free for all. And they have outdoor playrooms, they have indoor playrooms, they have different theme playrooms. It's it's really fun. I have to say, it's really fun. You know. And the cruise itself, I mean, I thought I would be bored. I was worried that I would be bored, but I couldn't get everything in that I really wanted to do while I was on the cruise. Because it was amazing, because it was the opposite of being yes. bored. Like, it was like the best it cruise ever. It was the opposite. Yes. Right. A cruise without yes. all those naked people, I think, is what most people would never do. <laughs> I don't know. I would never right. go on a cruise. I, but this was No, different. me either. Yeah. Me either. Because I'm way too high energy, and I don't want to be a captive audience. Mm-hmm. You know, so no, I, I would never, I've never been on a cruise except for that one. And I would go again at a, on a heartbeat. You know, it was super fabulous. Yeah. Okay. So now you get off of that cruise. Do you stay with that guy or then do you decide to start no. doing other things without him? Yeah. Well, he was driving me crazy on that cruise and I saw kind of his normal kind of thing. So mm -hmm. I said, yeah, no, I can't, I can't manage that. Right. So that was not a, uh, that was not a thing. So anyway, I ended up then the next thing, um, when I got done with the cruise, I had met some people on the cruise, one of which was a doctor and, uh, he was ob doctor and he became really close friends with me. We're still very close friends. He and his wife, they'd been married. They're, they're more of a typical lifestyle people because they were married like 40 years and you know, were feeling like things were a little boring. So they got into the lifestyle and became uh, just like me. He's very ADHD. So he, you know, we became like the same where he would, he just jumped into it. And, mm -hmm. and it was fun to talk to them because, you know, they had a lot of rules and all that kind of stuff because with couples, it's a little bit different in the lifestyle. They have to figure out what that looks like for both, for two people. Totally. Yeah. You know, and mm -hmm. if they want to just get together with couples or they want to get together or they want to play separately together, full swap, soft swap, there's a whole lot of different things that they could choose. And there are couples that are all across that entire spectrum out there, but they, um, they invited me to come to their house and in Kansas City and to be part of, you know, the lifestyle there in Kansas City, too. And they said, oh, I'll show you, you know, all this stuff and we'll help you understand a lot about the lifestyle. So I said, OK, now the cruise was in November and I went to Kansas City the day after Christmas that same year. Mm -hmm. And I spent nine days with them. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you hooking up with and, them, too? Or are you like their unicorn? Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then seven of those nine days, we had house parties at their house. Oh my God. They're so, so hardcore too. Yes. And so, and he, they built on this addition to their house where it's all set up for sex. It's like a three or four person shower. There's a big hot tub. There's a bed. There's cables above that are suspended so you can suspend people. You know, you can do all kinds of things in that room. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like, I it mean, is. You, right. you didn't do this till way later in your life. So it's like, you just can't believe that this shit is really going down, right? right? And that exists. And, oh, and 
You know what? And I like embrace it all. Yeah. I've embraced almost everything. And it's an opportunity. What really is a nice thing also is it's a great opportunity to understand what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. And to really expand your horizons. And I have been a lifelong learner with everything that I've done. Yeah. And curious. so it's You're been curious. super great. You're yes, just curious. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I love to learn about new things yeah. all the time. So it's really fun. But we had just such a great time and I met so many great people. And that's the world that introduced me. Well, you know, beside the Bliss Cruise, we I got introduced to, you know, multiple people. Um, one of the women that all his groups are all couples, mm-hmm. except I was the new person, which, you know, was a great position to have because then I got a lot of attention, which was super great. Oh yeah. But, um, the, one of the women of the couples and, and, and weirdly enough, this is a couple where he's also a doctor. So I, um, you know, I, you know, really bond with them because I was a NICU nurse and they're ob doctors. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you have a lot in common. Yeah. Bond. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so uh, what ended up happening is that his wife is very much into um, BDSM and got the opportunity to watch a scene with the two of them, the wife and the husband. And she is into a lot of pain. She likes a lot of pain. And so it's really interesting when we are, when, you know, you're watching this, but he inflicts this pain that she's really getting off on in such a loving way that it's an amazing, it's such an erotic and amazing thing to really watch. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I think a lot of people don't understand how those two things can be together. Do you know what I mean? That's right. I do know exactly what you mean. And I felt the same way. Yeah. Exactly the same way. Like I couldn't understand people who were in that world. Yeah. But now I can understand it a whole lot better just because it's just something, it's just different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all talk about, I mean, I've done a lot of work in critical thinking and a lot of different things. I've been, you know, I've done, been a national speaker. I've done a lot of writing for publications, chapters and books, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's interesting because out there, You know, there's a lot of people, even in the lifestyle, who say, oh, no, we don't judge in the lifestyle. But they do. Oh, yeah. Because, listen, you know what I hear all the time that in the lifestyle, like guy on guy action, uh uh-uh, not so accepted at all. I mean, how judgmental is that? Well, and that's another topic that's extremely interesting because I I really like porn. If I'm going to watch porn, I'm going to watch gay porn. Oh, interesting. And I... Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I am not alone in that. There are a lot of women who love gay porn. Uh And so that's another and women who most of the time people won't admit that because they feel like there's some kind of stigma attached to that, which is ridiculous. There shouldn't be any stigmas in a place like the lifestyle or adult entertainment or whatever. And adult entertainment is better. Mm-hmm. You know, there's less judgment in that particular field if you are talking to the same people who are in that field. Themselves. Yeah, you're you're the best person. You you obviously know because you're in both. So you see less yeah. judgment mm-hmm. there, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's fascinating and I have created for myself some um encounters with by guys who are married or whatever and um and I've noticed in this, just this two and a half year period, 
at the beginning of this period, I noticed that it's not it, it's not even really out there in the lifestyle. Most of these people, most of these guys are what's called on the down low. So they don't advertise with their buy, but then they get into a community of people who are like them. And, you know, so they have some of that interaction, mm -hmm. but they are not, they don't want to tell people that information. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting. And um, now today, what I'm seeing is many more people that are, you know, even on the websites like SDC or SLS, you know, Adult Friend Finder, Fet Life, they're putting in their status that they are by. And oh, I that's think, good. Wow, maybe that's it's good. starting to be a little bit more accepted. But, you know, a lot of people, men, there's a lot of men um, that feel, and I see a lot of men, there's a lot of men that feel like, you know, I don't even want to touch another guy's dick. And if they touch me, I'm going to be horrified. Yeah. So there's that end of the spectrum. And then there's the other end of the spectrum where I'm going to be a little open-minded and I wouldn't mind sharing a dick with you. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll suck a dick, but I'm not going to be fucked, you know, or, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever heard they all. think of. Yeah. Yes. And also you hear, well, you know, I can't, a, a guy can't touch my balls. Otherwise that means I'm gay. I'm yes. like, wait a second. Yeah. But yet there's a complete double standard. Yes. Every guy likes to watch two girls together. Oh yeah. I've heard my guy friends explain the difference and why, I mean, yeah. it's like insanity, yeah. but I want to find out how you go from though, but you're at this doctor guy's house, right? You're with these couples. You see them doing beat. I want to know like where the switch comes, where you start to go on film. I mean, because here you were, like you just said, you wrote things, you're in the public eye, you're a speaker, you're doing all this stuff professionally. Like, and now you're doing porn and you are who you are. So like, where does, how does that happen? Yeah. Because that takes balls. Well, that happens. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have those. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting for me because, you know, when I was, um, when I ended up, it was like about maybe, maybe not quite, or maybe just about a year ago, I think. It was just about mm -hmm. a year ago where, um, you know, somebody, I, somebody, in fact, it was a 20-year-old college student. <laughs> that you were banging? So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. We have so much to talk about. Okay, go I on. I know, we do. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, he, he mentioned to me there was a website called sexyjobs.com. And so I looked at the website, and it's where producers find talent and talent finds producers. I mean, oh, that's interesting. Just what it's set up for. Okay. Yeah. And there may be others. I just don't know about them, but mm -hmm. um, that's one of the main ones that a lot of producers use. Um, and so I put a profile on that. And I got back so many, you know, I got back so much information and so many people wanting to work with me. And um, so one of the first things that I did was I started with a company um, that was in Tampa that was more of a, it was really more of an amateur productions. Mm -hmm. And it's a married couple who moved, you know, from another state and they bought a little house and the whole house is like a, is like a, you know, Film set. their the set. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, so, you know, the first one I did was a boy girl scene and it's not scripted. It's it's just all very free form. You sit and talk for a little while and, you know, kind of break the ice a little bit with your, you know, the other talent and um, the male half. And then you, uh, you know, just just go to it and whatever you do, you do. And that's what they film. 
Yeah, but let me ask you this real quick. Why did you decide? Like, what was your thinking? Were you like, you know what? I love this lifestyle so much and I love to have sex. Like, why not get paid for it? I mean, what what made you decide to go on to sexyjobs.com? Well, I ended up because I had um, left my job and I needed an income. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd gone, Mm -hmm. I'd blown through my savings and all this kind of stuff. And you know, I'm not, I don't want to go back into the world of healthcare. So I thought, you know, let's see if we can make a little money doing this. Okay. And, you know, see if uh, this pays or whatever. And you hear a lot of different things about the industry. I've learned a whole lot more about the industry now, but um, you hear things here and there. And I think, you know, people would be taking videos of me. And I found that on like FDC, what I found is, and, and I have so much like, Proof of this, you know, yeah. I'm used to a very analytical, you know, numbers here. What's the production? What's the outcome? How, you know, how are we going to track it and all that kind of stuff? So I kind of think like that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I did when I had a profile on SDC. I got an amazing number of people who wanted to get with me, and I was very surprised by that. A- an amazing amount. I used to get like four or five hundred a week of people. And then what I ended up doing was they, they all like to film. They all like to, you know, take videos or pictures or whatever. And I was just, you know, living it up and saying, sure, take whatever pictures you want to take or video. Fine. Great. Wonderful. Oh, I see where. Well, then I start. Yeah. Then Mm -hmm. I started hearing about, um, oh, I saw you. I saw there's a video on X hamster that I saw. No way. And I'm like, really? Mm hmm. Yeah. And I said, uh, really? And so I don't go online because I don't, I never look at my videos ever. Okay. But, um, so I, I kept hearing this from different guys, you know, I'm seeing you on X hamster. I saw you on Pornhub and I'm like, seriously. So, uh, then, you know, and more guys that I was getting like involved with more, you know, like I see regularly. Mm -hmm. And so I figured out that it is, um, it was a guy who I had been with a couple of times who was doing some filming and he put him on his, he's got an ex hamster site and he put him up on the site without ever asking permission. Wow. That he's like, that's the racket he died. That's fucked yep. up. And so I was like, people, men said to me, Oh, you've got to just shut him down. There's a, yep. you know, there's a, a form that's at the bottom of every page on ex hamster that, and I can't remember the number of the form, but it has a number. It's a well-known form in the porn industry that says, hey, you know, if somebody puts something up without your permission, this is how you get it taken down. Yeah. And yeah. they said, you need to shut him down and blah, 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 blah. And I, I thought about it for a while because I like to think about these things before I do anything rash. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, wait a minute now, you know, this guy's making money. So what if I you know, I'm telling him that I know what's going on and that, you know, but I'm not going to shut him down and make him mad. Why don't we see what we can do with this and see if he'll give me the content so that I can do something with it. And so I, rather than, you know, sometimes I can be impulsive. Mm -hmm. So I try not to be impulsive as much as possible to give it a little thought for a while. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. And it was like so many people had seen it and were were so like, oh, I love it. I love it. It's so great. Blah, blah, blah. And I thought that's when I really, it clicked into my head that maybe I should 
you know, do something a little different and see, you know, where we can go with it in the porn industry. Quick question, though, because listen, I think a lot of people's biggest fear, like, or if they're doing porn, it's like you're gonna, your face is gonna have to be in it. You're not anonymous. Do you have, were you worried that your family would find out, your friends would find out or anything like that? You know, for a minute, I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was worried. Uh, friends, I don't have any more family left. Do you have any like kids? Like my nuclear family. Yeah. I have kids. Okay. And grandkids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And, yep. And I thought about it. And I thought about what, you know. And then I thought to myself, you know, here's the thing. This is a big part of my life. And, you know, sex is sort of a natural kind of phenomenon. And mm-hmm. so I don't understand why. Like it, I've always been kind of a renegade and I don't like it that it is, there's so many bad feelings about it. So what I do is, uh, what I did is I thought to myself, well, you know, if they find out, they find out I'm 67, I should be able to do whatever I want. I'm an adult and I don't want to be held to these, you know, um, people are very much, they're driven by religion or by what they were taught early in their lives or whatever. I don't want to be driven by that. I want to be my own person and be who I am. Did anyone find out in your family, your kids or, or anything? Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Not that they've approached me. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh-huh. so okay. no, I don't think so. And I think the risk, I did a little risk analysis <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I think the risk is minimal. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, all my relatives, my living relatives all live in Norway. And so, like, um, in Europe, it's much, much, much more well accepted. Yeah, but it's a very um, they, different. They don't have, oh, my God, yes, very, very different It's world. weird, right? Very because you different. think, like, everyone thinks, of, you know, the USA is, like, we're, like, yeah, top no. of the mountain on so many things, yet when it comes to yeah. sex, we're so behind the rest of the world. We're we are Puritans. Yeah, totally. totally. Puritan I remember going to Europe for the first time and seeing like the kinds of articles they had in Cosmo compared to what we had yeah. here. I was like, oh my yeah. god, they they're dishing out the biggest bullshit here to the girls. Mm-hmm. You know, at least they in are. Europe, it's like the real yeah. shit. This is how you blow your yeah. guy on his birthday to make him right. happy. You know, not exactly buy him balloons. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. So wait, so now you're on sexyjobs.com and you're getting all these hits. So you do that first amateur production. You're working for those people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and I got things, I mean, really weird things like, you know, being on a cross and being fucked on a cross and all of this kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, no, he, that guy's approached me twice. And I'm just like, no. And I got taken advantage of once, you know. I think everybody does. I was in touch with a guy in California who promised me big things. And, you know, I made the mistake of sending him money. He was very, you know, adamant about that and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he disappeared. Oh, so fuck. Lesson learned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I knew about that. I've, I had heard about it before, but, you know, I felt for it because... The problem for me is that I've always been this really nice person who wants to make everybody happy. And that is a very big flaw because you can't make everybody happy, one. And two, it opens you up to being really taken advantage of, which I have been taken advantage of many times in my life. Don't you think that's but, generational too? I mean, don't you think all the women in your generation were, I mean, that's that was drilled into your, yeah, into your mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how women had to yeah. be. Well, 
And historically, yeah. I came from a very conservative family. Both my parents were from Norway. Mm-hmm. Um, they emigrated to the United States. And, you know, I, I came from a very fucked up childhood and household. Yeah. And, you know, every day of my life, I was told I wasn't good enough, yeah. smart enough, mm-hmm. pretty enough, this mm-hmm. enough, whatever. And you ingrain that into your head. Yeah. And so what that does on the positive side, it has negative consequences. But what it does on the positive side is make you very ambitious. Yes. And tough. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And you end up, you know, and you end up like being very successful in the world that you choose to go into because you're driven. Whatever world that is. To be better. Yes. Do you make good money doing the porn? I mean, I'm assuming it starts off Mm -hmm. smaller and then gets bigger as you go on. It does. And today's world is, you know, it, in the old days, you wanted to be picked up by a big studio, this and that, blah, blah, blah. But what's really popular these days, as we mentioned, is, is the uh, the amateur porn. So you, the way that you make money in the amateur world is to own your own content. Yeah. Okay. That is the most important thing. So you monetize your own content for yourself. In uh, the one company that I work with is in, in Tampa, they... Very nice people. I always have fun. I meet great people, but they don't pay hardly anything. Uh You know, it's barely worth it for my time to go over there and do it. But you know what? I like it. So I'm saying to myself, I'm going to keep doing it because I like it. Mm -hmm. And it's a way to get out there. The big thing is you have to be out there. You have to build a brand. Right. And you have to become, that's how you become well-known is building a brand. Could I ask you a question? Because, you know, I think it's hard for women as they get older to feel confident about their body because it goes through so many changes Mm -hmm. and all that stuff like here you are in your 60s going on to a nudie cruise taking all your clothes off I mean were you like Mm -hmm. how were you so confident in your own skin or were you always that way Yes, I was one, I say, I like to say I was born without inhibitions. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't have those things. Okay. Um, I was very heavy years ago, very uh-huh. heavy. I lost over 200 pounds. What? Mm-hmm. So I, about 25 years ago or so. And so I have had body image issues for a long time. How did you lose 200 pounds? Diet and exercise. Diet and exercise. So what is the kind of stuff? Sorry, I want to get more specific details of the other stuff. Like what is the kind of specific stuff that you like to do in your videos? Well, you know, what I found is I like everything. Pretty much I like everything. (laughs) I'm not into pain and Uh I'm not into humiliation. Okay. I don't, I don't like humiliation. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I also learned that I'm not in sex. Like in my life, I was a leader all the time. In sex, I want to be submissive. Yeah, most of the time there's a switch like that. It's the yep. same thing with mm-hmm. men. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you yep. like to be a little bit of a sub. Do you do guys and women or are you just strictly dickly? Like what's your I deal? Do, yeah, I do women. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I learned to do that because men like to see that. But men do you enjoy visual. it? Um, I'm not attracted to women. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing bad about it. But I'm not attracted to women. I am wildly attracted to men. Right but not women. And so um, it's not my preference. If I were going to have a a dick is much more preferable to me than, you know, a pussy. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But what about all the women women out there that just lost their sex drive because of menopause? What happened to you? 
Well, I first of all, I had a huge sex drive to begin with, and I'm kind of an anomaly in that respect, yeah. you know, and I understand that medically I'm kind of an anomaly. Uh-huh. One, I have a very big sex drive, and two, I have the energy level to go along with that. I can probably have sex for a whole weekend and, you know, have no problem. Still be because, fine, yeah. Yeah, I get exhilarated. And the endorphins that are released, you know, with really good sex is something that, uh, you know, I just get exhilarated by sex. Where mm-hmm. men fall asleep when they come, I get more exhilarated all the time. <laughs> yeah. But do you and think so it's that it's you just never stopped around that time? Like, what were you doing around no. that time? Or just you, your hormones? I mean, did you go on hormones? Did you not? Yeah, I had a hysterectomy at 35. Oh, but wow. they didn't take the ovaries. So... I, you know, I just went along until I felt like perhaps menopause was coming. You know, yeah. I had hot, a few, I only had three hot flashes in my life because I wasn't going to tolerate those. Those yeah, were yeah. horrific. Yeah. So I was like, no, I'm not dealing with this. So I went on hormones for a while. Uh-huh. And then I found when they developed the pellets, I went on the pellets. Mm-hmm. So there's a bioidentical hormone replacement. There's several companies that make them. Biote um, is one and, of them, right? Biote is it uh, called? Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think it might be. Yeah, I don't know for sure the name. I do uh, Sonobello or something like that. I yeah. can't remember now. I've been on them so many years. But they give you energy, which I have in abundance. Uh, they give you more of a sex drive, which uh, I have in abundance also. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it's interesting that you say this because I recently had an experience to sit down with a couple of people who have reached the porn star, you know, level Mm -hmm. and they've been been in it a long time. They have their own production company, blah, blah, blah. So uh, they were talking around the table about progesterone and uh, human growth hormone and, uh, you know, a couple of other drugs. And they, you know, they're trading around. Well, I have some of this and I got some of that. Do you want some? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. That's and that. Because yeah. one's a nurse, you know, one's also yeah. a nurse and, you know, a high level nurse. She's still working. But anyway, um, and I'm like, I asked them, why would you want to take these drugs? Like, I'm not getting this. I'm not understanding it. And they looked at me like I was really stupid. And mm-hmm. said, well, libido, of course. Yeah. And I'm like, libido. <laughs> like, I, my libido is off the charts. So, but you're still like, on the pellets, though, too, because I mean, in the pellets, are, is it just testosterone, but too. or maybe it's a mix of estrogen, pro- yeah, testosterone, and progesterone? It's a mix of yeah. everything, right? It yeah. is, and yeah. and they do levels, blood levels every year to determine what you need and what, yeah, what what's great. falling mm-hmm. and what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And you know, he wants to know questions like uh, vaginally: Are you still wet? Are yeah, you yeah. too dry? Are you blah blah blah? All those kinds of symptoms. Mm-hmm. So that's how they regulate it. But and it's been great because it's only once every four months for me. Right. That so, you get them re- you know. put in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's easy. It's a big injection, you know. And when they won't even let me see the tray, I know the needle's huge. Oh, really? <laughs> so, oh, yes. He actually they actually make an incision. He does. And he does a great job. I mean, he just does a great job. It's perfect. I won't ever give him up. I drive to the other side of Florida to see him. I think it's, listen, I think this kind of information is super important for women as well as men married to women because Mm -hmm. I I can't tell you how many guys I have calling in as well as women. And whenever I put out um, an episode that has a little bit of this information, I've never done a whole episode Mm -hmm. on it, just, you know, on hormones and the changes and everything in women's sex drive. Uh, I get so many emails and and people asking for more information that I, I have already put the call out to some people in my area that do this to get them on like a doctor, you know, to really yes. get into 
into it because it's mm-hmm. super interesting. But I want to know about like your life now, like your sex life. So you're doing this porn because you love it. Right. Are you yep. now, and are you still going doing, to, yeah, go on. I started doing uh, more of a massage work, I guess. Oh, okay. Not so really you also escort. do this do more now. Massage work. Okay. Yes. Let's talk about and that. So, well, again, a guy found me on Sexy Jobs and said, I think you should come to, you know, the city that I go to. And uh, in, it's in Virginia, which is, you know, I'm from Chicago. I live in Florida. Why would I come to Virginia? <laughs> Help me understand this. Yeah. And he said, you know, there's a big need out here and uh, it's it's not well. They're not good providers and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, eventually he talked me into it and I said, okay. So I came out here and I learned this business. So right now I specialize in Nuru massage, which is a very erotic type of massage using your whole body. Uh, that's fun for me and fun for them. And um, I'm very erotic and very, you know, I set a mood and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so there's a massage component, but it always ends in some kind of sex. Right. You know, depending on the guy and mm-hmm. what they're looking for, because again, these are clients. So I'm very aware of customer service and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so um, they, I have never had uh, an experience where a guy didn't like what I was offering them. And it's interesting because what has happened is that the first month I came there, you know, I had a lot of different guys and it, this is, we're talking because I have a lot of energy and I don't sleep much here and I really don't eat much here. I lose a little weight. And uh, I don't have time for any of that. And so like, oh, while we've been talking, <laughs> no, not usually. And I don't get food. I'm in a hotel usually and I have to go out for food or whatever. Oh, okay. So you're, you're traveling for this. For you're that. traveling for this every now yeah, and then. Yeah, I right. travel. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've never done it at home, but I'm going to start. Okay. But I needed to have that separate because, you know, once I started with it, I realized it's a good thing to have it separate so I can organize things. Yeah. But anyway, you know, so... What happens is many times I can do 10, 12 guys in a day. Wow. In one day. And that's the kind of hours that I work. I work a lot of hours. And now I'm branching into different cities in this state. And so there's such a need out there. And it's a huge need. And these guys, like, I would say at least 75% of my clients, and I have a lot of them, um, they are married. Mm-hmm. And their wives don't know that they're doing this, mm-hmm. which is in the lifestyle. That's a completely different thing in the lifestyle. Theoretically, everybody knows what they're doing and they're doing this with mutual consent. Totally. And now here it's a lot different. And and that's one of the stigmas, you know, attached to sex workers in general, but also individually, it's kind of a stigma attached to guys who do this kind of thing. Mm hmm. And uh, it's unfortunate because, you know, there are sexual needs. And as you said, it ties in perfectly. As you said, women lose the desire for sex after a while. And some women aren't driven in the direction that I'm driven. Mm-hmm. Many women, most women, all of my friends. I don't have any friends. I have a few friends in the lifestyle, women, very few. But I have a huge amount of friends who are vanilla and they are long time married. And, you know, I would assume monogamous. Yeah. So it's and they would, you know, most likely I would think that they would have thoughts about it, although they know that I've always been 
sexual, but I don't think they know the extent. <laughs> so good. it's interesting. They definitely yeah. don't, I'm sure. Yeah. No, no. So it's very interesting when you think about how does, you know, like I think in my medical brain, I think, why am I wired like this where my all these other people are not? They're not wired in this direction. They're not seeking out new sexual experiences. They're not doing this. They're growing older and they're, you know, happy in their monogamous relationship that they've been involved with for 45 years. So, you know, that's a, it's an interesting topic. You know, those kinds of things. I think of sex the same way. Why am I this sexually oriented, but other people are not? And there's girls out here, you know, when they talk about bad providers, you know, there's women out here. I've heard so many horror stories about women who are so nasty and so like, like they're out of their own bodies. They don't even, they don't pay attention to any of it. They just want them to do their thing and go. And that's, they have a very negative view of men. Mm -hmm. For me in this world, and why, one of the other reasons, I think there's multiple reasons, but one of the other reasons I think I'm very successful in this world is because I nurture these men. It satisfies nurse, my need to be needed. It's that nurse in you. Yeah, yeah. but you, you're yeah. that nurse. I mean, you have that. Yeah. You have to have that yes. part of you there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And so I have guys that come and pay me just to talk to me. You right. know, mm -hmm. I, I have guys that, I, I mean, and I have all the whole spectrum and men, all regulars. And now what they've done, like in the last three months or so, they've started to, um, put, there's review sites specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. to review sex workers, mm -hmm. right? So I logged on to one of these sites and it was very interesting because they have forums for men to actually be in chat rooms and talk about specific providers and what their experiences have been. Mm -hmm. And so then I started getting guys saying, yeah, I've heard about you. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I don't understand that either. Yeah. So, you know, and I get that in the lifestyle world as well, you know, because I go to parties and, you know, I am, but very sexual. And so I get the ball rolling usually in most parties. So people want me to attend their parties. And sometimes I participate in gangbangs and it turns into a spontaneous gangbang at the party. Mm -hmm. And so that then they really want me to come because they want that. They want that environment for their party. Right. So it gets real interesting for me. Um, you know, you are a unicorn because you're still you're doing all this stuff solo, right? I mean, you're not with anybody since you got divorced no. and everything. I was with a guy in the lifestyle, but mm -hmm. he got, he, you know, they all want to take me out of the lifestyle. Oh, interesting. And I'm like, this is a place I belong. Mm -hmm. This is a place where I finally feel like I, like I'm part of a, a group. Interesting. Yeah. And, and I'm not, I'm never leaving that. That's not going to ever happen. Mm -hmm. And I want to do what I want to do. And sometimes they don't, I'm struggling with a guy right now who, you know, he's, he's struggling internally. You know, we care about each other a lot. He would like me to be with him, you know, all the time. But we, he does, he can't, he can't, right, you know, sort of reconcile what I do. And yeah. so it's difficult. Yeah. Oh my God, this guy's got to stop. So anyway, um, it's interesting. And the guys that I'm with, um, you know, there's another guy that I'm going to go see here probably tomorrow. And, in another state. I'm in Virginia right now, but I've had a couple of side trips. And so I am going to go see him probably tomorrow. And we're very attracted to one another. He's 37 years, 39 years old. Wow. And we're very attracted to one another, different from just a sexual attraction or just a physical attraction. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to go and play that out a little bit. 
But, you know, the thing is, is that um, I think that he also, and he, the way he, he's very, very intelligent. So it's interesting. But he, he uses language where, and I don't know him well enough yet, but it's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds. Because, um, you know, they, a lot of people draw the line at women who take money for sex. Oh, yeah, for sure. So even even men in the lifestyle mm-hmm. judge those women. There's something know. about men with money and girls. Mm-hmm. They ha- mm-hmm. It's a real sticking point. Because I even notice when I put episodes out on an escort compared to a girl that's just doing bang- gangbangs, you know, it's, it's different. Yes. You don't get as many downloads. Because I think what happens is a lot of guys assume, like, she's just doing it for the money. But what a lot of times, like what I have on my show, what's so interesting to me about you is that you're not doing it for the money. You love sex. You're just like this super horny 67 year old that's like down to fucking you're living like your best life at this age and you're having fun and this is what you love. Uh, The fact that you're going to monetize it, why not? Because like you said, you don't want to go back to that other world. But I think that's where guys get a little stuck on it. There's a thing with, you know, guys and money and girls just want them for their fucking money. It's like, don't you guys just want us for our looks? Give me a break. It's the same shit. I don't understand why everyone, the guys are so stuck on that. You know, it's stupid. Well, and it is interesting. And as you cross, another thing that's interesting is, and it's a subject of a whole nother podcast that, mm-hmm. that we could talk about is interracial. Yeah. And oh, interesting. the okay. whole interracial movement, mm-hmm. it's uh, big, it's very big and getting bigger. Mm-hmm. And so, and I find that that's an interesting thing too, and leads into this discussion. There's a segue into from what you just said about body image and things like that, because there's a lot of big girls in the lifestyle. Yeah. A lot of big girls mm-hmm. who are, and I watch them sometimes at parties. I watch them and they are totally comfortable in their skin. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. To, to be in the lifestyle. And I think, wow, what a great thing. I mean, that is, they could really teach every, all of us on how to be comfortable in your own skin when you're big. Yeah, totally. And there are guys who go for those women, mm-hmm. you know, and guys who like, the, the, that's their preferred type of female. Please talk about a stigma. I think there's a lot of guys out there that don't cop to it, you know, because I remember finding BBW porn in one of my booty call guys drawer. And he was like, Oh, I was like, what's a big fucking deal. I know guys like all different kinds of shapes and sizes and stuff. You know, I know it. uh, But I think even some guys won't cop to it because there's a stigma about that as well. But they like it. I mean, come on. But in the lifestyle, there's lots of guys who are very, very, um, confident mm-hmm. and they they're out there and you know they like people like me too but and it's interesting for me um i went to an event recently that was couples and black guys and um they you know it was interesting to be in an environment where i am not the first choice like i'm not i'm not this mystical you know the mystical unicorn kind of thing that's in demand all the time in this case it's the men that are in demand oh the bbc yeah that's the whole yes. thing mm-hmm. yes and i'm telling you and it's all interracial too yeah it's interracial so you know that's the other part of it and i think that um i think that's a very interesting thing to talk about I would love to talk to you about that in another time, but it's very, very interesting phenomenon. And it's weird because I, I encountered what I 
you know, how some kinds of sometimes single men feel in the lifestyle. They feel very, you know, not, not very valued in the lifestyle. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I, I got, I got a little bit of that feeling and I thought this doesn't feel good. Right. To not be wanted. Here you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's exactly correct. What do you find, um, I'm sure there's some sort of sometimes with these really young guys, like you said, I was with a 20 year old college guy, you know, that there's like a fetish, a fetishy thing going on. Is that cool with you? Do you dig that too? Do you like that big age gap thing? Because sometimes if you're with a 20 year old, maybe that's like that, that's uh, what they're into, you know, are you as well too much? Um, you know, I, I've been down as low as 18. <laughs> which is trouble because you've got to make sure that they're really 18. I mean, yeah. that's a big deal yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. And, but, and what I find with younger men, a lot younger than me, I find that they are some of the really young ones, like twenties, 18, they're, they're Im- really immature. Yeah. They're too immature for me. Mm-hmm. I get really aggravated by what it's like. I have a teenager again, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it, it's interesting. I don't know. It's a it's a fascinating world. And many women, you know, are they are married or been married. And what they do is they really uh, don't like women who see married men and and give those married men whatever what they want. And so um, I thought about that, too, because I was married at a point, you Mm -hmm. know, and in those days, like cheating is a big deal, blah, blah, blah. Contrary to public opinion, you can cheat in the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a cheating thing and people get separated every day because of cheating. Yeah. I've heard those uh, stories. Even yeah. if you've, oh yeah, yeah. I so have one of those there, coming there, up. That, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, that does exist. So, you know, that's the thing. And, um, so, but for me, I don't know. I feel like I, I'm giving them something that they wouldn't have otherwise. And I feel like I'm helping them. In many cases, I feel like I'm really helping them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I saw a guy on this trip. I'm I'm in Virginia now, and I saw a guy uh, just a few days ago who um, hadn't he hasn't come in three or four years because he's older. His dick doesn't work as well as it used to. And I said, well, you know what? Let's change that up a little bit. And I did make him come. Yeah. And what people don't realize is that you don't have to have a hard dick to come. You know? Right. I mean, mm-hmm. if the dick isn't working, you can still have an orgasm and you can still come. Men can. But, you know, I think I have a huge advantage because I know the physiology. Right. For from both your medical women background. And uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. And so and from knowing, you know, my friend, that's the doctor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you still see them. You know. Wait, how did you find about, out oh, yeah. about me? Did you find me on Instagram or did you find my podcast? Did, I don't yeah, remember how my, got in touch, uh, my friend got in touch Keith, with me. Yeah, okay. A friend of mine that I saw recently said, "Hey, I know this woman, Kathy, and she does this podcast, and I'm gonna give her, I'm gonna give her your name." Oh. And I said, "Okay, okay, yeah." Uh, so and that's how. And he was on one of your podcasts. Oh, he was. And what he had was a blast. His, what was his topic? Do you know? Did you listen to his episode? Do you remember what it was? I have not listened to his episode. But, but what is he? he just, tell me I, his story. If real well, quick, he's. Like, yeah, he's in the lifestyle. He's single. And, um, you know, he does, he likes to pleasure women. Mm-hmm. And so he's got a really, really big dick, but it doesn't always work. He's a little older, blah, blah, uh-huh. blah. And he sets up it, he, with me, like we're two of a kind. So he sets up different, he sets up multiple men. I love multiple men because I can, I can go through men pretty fast. I can make, you know, I I like to say that I like four because 
then I can I can uh, exhaust two, and then I've got two. And once I do the second two, then the first two are ready to go again. <laughs> well, you should let you have to. Oh my God, you're just, it's just so funny that I just aired Casey's episode yesterday. I don't know when yours is going to air, but like literally, I just t- posted an episode of like Casey d- has done over five fifty gangbangs, and the little audiogram clip that mm-hmm. I did with her, the title is like, "What's the worst part of the gangbang?" And she's like, "When people fucking tap out too early, like." She She's there for a gangbang because she wants four hours nonstop. She doesn't want to tap out after a, a short time and then she's left with nothing. You're the same way. Where where are you? Like, is you guys are really not normal. <laughs> no, I know. And people say to me, oh, you know, about a gangbang. Oh, it's four or five guys. I'm like, four or five guys. I call that a party. I don't call That's that That's no gangbang. Yeah. What's the, no, so you've done gangbangs. Like, what has yeah, been the I'm, biggest gangbang you've been in? Well, my biggest so far is 10, but, um, I'm gonna, I've been talking to a few people and I, you know, where they film and this kind of stuff. So I'm going to do more, a lot more. One guy wanted me to do 176. Oh yeah. yeah. Is that like a record thing or something like to set a record? record. Yes. The record is 175. Oh (laughs) my God. (laughs) I know. And there's even a lifestyle guy who says to me, do you really want to be known for that? Right. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you like four men though is is nice for you because like you said, you, you yeah. just have that constant. Yeah. yeah. Three or four guys. Yeah. I'm good with all of that. And I'm good with double penetration. I'm good with sucking as well as fucking at the same time. Every time I, every time I have a one-on-one encounter with a guy. Uh, <laughs> What's here, that like? Yeah. I, yeah. It's great. It's fabulous. But I'm like kneeling in front of them. They're laying on their backs and, you know, these are customers. So they, sometimes they just lay there and let me do whatever I want to do or what they want me to do. So that's all fine too. But, you know, I'm sucking on them and I always, I always think to myself, it reminds me, I really wish there was someone behind me fucking me. Right. That would be great. You know? So yeah, yeah, when I went to this event that we were talking about, you know, there was a big gangbang and, you know, in one of the, in one of the, um, playrooms and i i was the center of that and people you know i i don't know how they hear about it but they just keep coming in and coming in and coming in coming in i don't even know how many men were there and then they closed the playroom so we take it up to a room and there was uh, we were walking through the hallways of the lobby and there's a bar there where a lot of people congregate and meet and greet and stuff and uh they're watching this where there's a guy walking with me and there's five guys trailing <laughs> I'm like, I felt like the Pied Piper. Wow. (laughs) Oh, it was hilarious. But, you know, then we take it to a room. So, like, you know, that's the kind of thing that just spontaneously happens. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've had guys say, oh, I've heard about you. Anybody who says guys don't talk, that's really total bullshit. (laughs) Oh, my God. They they totally do. worse than women. Yeah, not only that, I always tell people, like, you're going to send your guy, like, a naked picture of himself. Don't put your fucking face in it because he's going to show his friends. I can't tell you how many times my guy friends have been like, oh, you want to see a pic of this girl or, like, and show you someone's tits that they fucked? It's like, that means they're doing this. That's what guys do. Yep. Yep. They do all the time. Right. That's exactly correct. I know. And even in this world now, they ask me all the time if they can video me and whatever. And I'm like, okay. You know, I don't mind. You know, that's what I think that why I, I have gotten the popularity that I've gotten here is the reviews, you know, really help. They People find me just by the reviews alone and in other states. 
now other states are starting to chime in. Well, I'm in this state. Can you come here? Blah, blah, blah. Because well, I saw your reviews. Well, let me tell you, you know. uh, Crimson, we're going to wrap it up now, but I'm sure we're going to yes. talk to you again one day. Uh, maybe when I have that hormone thing, that episode, you'll be yeah. really interesting to talk on. No, seriously, <laughs> yeah. I have a new thing yeah. called Girl Talk. I like to talk to, you're very easy to talk yeah. to, and you could talk on so many different things. But um, there are going to be a lot of people emailing me. I wish you had like your OnlyFans set up or something, because you'd get a lot of fucking people over there now. But I'll have you back on when you ever start that stuff up. Where Now, first of all, can you send me some like anonymous pics for my Patreon? Because people over there are going to yeah. be dying to put a, uh, you know, a visual mm-hmm. with that. Uh, yeah. Now, do you want to give a shout out to where people could find you or anything like that? Or do you um, want to keep that I- on the DL? Uh, no, no, people can find me. Um, you know, they, I don't know where, I don't know where to say they can, they can find. All right. So, well, people do. Okay. So people do find, okay. So I'm going to have anonymous pics of you over at, on my Patreon. So people could go over there, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. But what, um, what I do for like Molly and what I do for you, like if people want to like email you or contact you or something, they they could email me and I'll just forward it to you. That's what I do. I don't write back to them. Nothing. But I forward it over to Crimson. Crimson, I have like a million more questions for you. You have such an interesting backstory that sometimes like I feel like it takes an hour just to get a little bit of that before we get more of the details. But I I loved this whole story. Uh, I think your life is fascinating. And uh, thank you so much for (laughs) calling in and and telling me your story and being so super honest. I think you were born ahead of your time, but like you said, you actually like the fact, you know, you're doing something that you're, you know, you're definitely a mil. Uh, do they, are you MILF or GILF? Like, are you both? Oh. You do MILF yeah. and GILF porn. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you're. And def- that's my Twitter site. My Twitter site is um, Crimson GILF, Crimson GILF, capital C, capital G, um, 69. That's oh, okay. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, listen. So I'm both. Yes. You're, you're both MILF and GILF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so people are, if you want to contact her, email me. Um, you could see her things there. I could put your, uh, what is it, Crimson what? It's Crimson GILF. Oh, GILF. 69. Okay. All yeah. right. And it has to be capital C and capital G. Oh, it does? Okay. Um, thank you so much. For and thank you. No, thank Kathy, you. Kathy, you've been super fabulous. And you are such a great moderator. I've learned a lot in this segment as well as being having the pleasure of being able to talk to you and be on your podcast. So I really appreciate it. Well, I love, listen, I love people. I, lo- I think I, I learn from every single person that I talk mm-hmm. to. And I think of other course. people do as well. So that's why I you know, ask the questions I do and stuff, because I think that uh, this story not only will be interesting, but inspirational, I think. And I love that. And I, you know, and I think other people will learn from you on this show. So thank you so much for calling in. And I'm so glad that Keith put us in touch because this was super fascinating and I hope we talk again. Get your OnlyFans and all that shit up and running because and then you'll come on and I could, you'll get huge amount of followers. I get, I have a very big audience. Yes, and that's so super fabulous. So yeah. I'm, 
I'm really glad this is my maiden voyage with podcasts and I'm oh, really glad that it worked out this way because you're such a great moderator. So thank you. Well, I love it. Like I said, I'm just naturally curious. Yep. I'm so glad to get like there's more there's nothing more fun to me than to get on the phone with a total stranger and then hear these like fascinating stories and yours is one of the most fascinating. So thanks for sharing it and we will talk again. Sounds great. Thank All you. All right. Kathy. Thank you, Crimson. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.